Okay, so something kind of shitty happened. Um, you've probably heard me talk about some episodes I recorded earlier in the quarantine, um, earlier like in the springtime, and I had hoped to release those like now, um, but unfortunately, those episodes are dead. Um, I don't really know what happened. Maybe there's a chance they can be saved. Um, I'm going to have to ask somebody with more, uh, tech skills than me, but yeah, we'll see how that unravels and I will of course keep you all posted. But in the meantime, I, um, got some questions from my Instagram followers and the next two episodes will be answering those and they're kind of split up into like, the first set is sort of like more for the single folk a little bit. And then um, the second set are some uh, some questions that seem to have come from like people in relationships, perhaps. Um, I don't know. But yeah. So until uh, until I uh, figure that out, <laughs> here's this. essentially like what are some that I used to have that I now think are dumb and there are a few that stand out um and if you listened to the first episode of this season then you know that I've kind of changed my tune on a few things so yeah so here's a handful um the first one is I think when I was younger I used to be pretty insecure in general, but I definitely was insecure about like if the guy I was dating, um, had a lot of friends who were women. Um, and I don't know if that, I mean, I'm sure some of it is just like me being an insecure person, but also like having been cheated on, I just kind of assumed like, oh, well, if he's close to this woman, he must be interested in her. Uh, which is, stupid, <laughs> obviously. Um, and also if you know me, then you also know that I have, um, a lot of male friends and I think most of the people I hang out with on a regular basis are, are men. Um, and though I might have been interested in some of them in the past, I, um, that is not why I hang out with them. So yes, it is possible for everyone to just be friends. Um, but that's definitely one that stands out to me for sure. Another one would be, I used to think it was um, a deal breaker if the guy 
wasn't, and I'm saying guy because like I've only dated men. Um, but yeah, if he was not close to his family, I would think that that was a deal breaker. And realistically, that's just kind of silly because, you know, everyone's got a different situation. I think some people shouldn't be close to their families for uh, reasons. So yeah, we'll throw that one in the trash too. Um, let's see. Oh, this is one I've really, really changed my mind on. Um, I would be very bothered <laughs> if, like, uh, they weren't a very responsive texter. Um, and now I feel like I just try really hard to not care, which I don't know if that means I do care. I mean, obviously I care, but I try not to let it bother me. Um, and I was telling one of my friends, one of my male friends last night, uh, one of my man friends that like, um, we're talking about this guy and I was like, I was like, yeah, we don't really text much, but I also don't care because like, I don't want another person I have to text all the time. Like that's what I have my friends for. So I'm not, um, yeah, I don't know. I think just the, if I, I think now, like if I were to engage with someone and get that sort of like rapid response, I feel like it would just kind of feed into my like codependency shit. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I think it's healthier for me now that they're not like constantly trying to communicate with me. Um, yeah. So, so I guess, yeah, that we'll, we'll add that to the list. Um, Ooh, a big one. I thought like the guy needed to be career oriented and you know I'm not career oriented <laughs> so it um you know it's pretty hypocritical that I that I thought that um because I don't I mean I don't think I've ever been career oriented so yeah I think that's some of that sort of like uh you know traditional societal pressured shit like you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a job, you get married. I think it, it was like part of that brainwashing um, that I, yeah, no longer a thing for me. Um, and I'll do one more. And this is probably the biggest, and I have touched on this um, on a couple episodes this season. But um, I don't really care if the person is interested now in like getting married or having kids that doesn't necessarily mean I don't want those things I just wouldn't want them with anyone and so I think like I don't think my goal is I mean I don't even know if there is a goal with that like I was gonna say I don't think my goal is to like be a mother sometime like though that's a thing I want, I could also see a version of my life not having that and being perfectly happy. So I think, um, like before, I don't know when it, I don't know when this clicked, but I mean, cause I feel like I thought I like definitely wanted to get married at some point, like a year ago or something. 
Um, so it's like if I was interested in someone and they were not interested in marriage, I'd be like, what's the point in this? But now I'm just like, I don't really care. <laughs> um, and between the two, like, I mean, I could be a mom and not be married, obviously. So I feel like that is kind of, I feel like that's something I would see myself doing more than like that traditional route of like, you know, dating someone a while, getting married, having kids, blah, blah, blah. But who knows? Basically, I just think it depends on the person. Um, because I feel like I just would want to focus on that relationship rather than like the things I could get out of it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think it does. If it doesn't, message me. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, cool. Okay. The next question, it's kind of a two-parter. So one person asked, well, they said that they don't currently have a crush, but they are looking to find one. And this person is awesome. Not that I can tell you who they are, but, um, so they were asking, where do they look for a new crush? And then another person asked something along the same lines, um, but I really like how they wrote this. I'm just going to read it straight out. How do people begin to build the social foundation for a relationship when the initial stages of courtship no longer include random meetings out with friends or traditional dating activities? Cool. I'm very into all of this. Um, as far as where you can find a new crush, uh, I always bug my friends to be like, set me up with someone. I usually like fuck it up, but that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> um, so first I would go to my friends. So go to your friends. If you're, if you're looking for a new crush, go to your friends. Um, see if there's anyone they would like set you up with and this can just be like a zoom thing or you know you can do like a socially distant uh, like walk in the park or something you know but whatever uh, and use like if you're in like community groups I feel like I mean depending on what it is because sometimes I feel like you shouldn't mix certain things but, you know, just think about all of the circles you're in, even if it's, like, something on the periphery or whatever. Um, and though I don't do them, a lot of, I mean, I would say, like, probably 90% of my um, single friends are on the dating apps and stuff. So, I mean... Though it's not for me, it might be for you. Um, and then I, I've, so, okay, one thing is I've really been wanting to put on a speed dating event, like a Zoom speed dating event. And uh, I've talked to a few people about it. And yeah, so I don't know. Let me, let me like, oh, I hate when I try to do a saying and I don't, I never actually know what the saying is. I was going to say like, let me check the temperature on this. I don't know if that's a thing. But yeah, if you would be down to participate in a speed dating, let me know. Let's like make this happen. I would love, 
all of you to meet one another and, you know, get the dates you deserve. Okay. Now, for the second part of that, the how do people begin to build the social foundation of a relationship, I think the key thing is that, like, we can't really do things how we used to. So we shouldn't try to compare it, right? So like, what are the things we're doing now to stay social? I have never spent more time outdoors than this year. But like, yeah, just think about the things that you can do now, right? Like you can get a bunch of friends to go see the same movie at the drive-in theater, um, you know? And so it's like, it's still kind of that social aspect. Also, the thing I like about that is that you don't have to talk to people because, like, duh, you're watching a movie. So it's, like, safer because, you know, droplets and everything. Um, so, yeah, there are, I think it's, like, don't compare. Don't compare how you're building that foundation now to what you would have been doing, like, last year, you know? Um, yeah. Like, I think to view how we're, you know, trying to partner up or whatever in a traditional sense is just um, not really going to work because nothing is traditional right now. Though I feel like a drive-in movie is actually kind of traditional. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and one thing I did pretty early on in... Um, in quarantine was do like I was gonna say dinner dates but like they weren't dates it was, it was <laughs> this sounds sad it was like me having dinner with my zoom open and it was always like a couple friend <laughs> like, so I did that with a few couples like I third wheeled myself um but yeah just think about how you can be so like how are people being social now? It's mainly, I think, you know, through Zoom and all that jazz um, and doing outdoorsy stuff. That's going to get a little trickier in uh, the winter, but, you know, it's November now and I am wearing a short dress. So, you know, it's possible. Oh, another social thing um is you know there's all those apps for like playing games um and I feel like a few weeks ago everybody was like we gotta play among us and I did it's fun um but yeah you know it's just I think it's just a matter of thinking of it in the sense of like how do I include this person in the things I'm already doing with my friends? Um, and if you're not doing things with your friends, maybe you should look into some of those ideas because, you know, we still gotta, we still gotta work on those, uh, relationships too. So yeah, I hope that answered that. Well, I guess I'll find out. Okay, here's the part where I tell you about things that I love. Um, if you follow my personal Instagram, then I think it was maybe last week, you might have seen me post um, a video of myself 
I don't know what that's called, like a selfie bit of video, and I really don't do those things. Um, but I was wearing a bright orange sweatshirt, and it is from Dumbwaiter, the band. They printed off these fucking sick sweatshirts, and it's my favorite color combo is like orange and blue, not in a UVA way ever, just so we're all clear on that. Um, but check out their merch and they're also like in the studio recording new stuff and I'm very excited So yeah, check them out and then the other thing I want to tell y'all about is um, So this weekend Friday and Saturday there is a pop-up at Bell Cafe in Mechanicsville um, and it's for uh, wings so um a few episodes ago, I mentioned the podcast, You're Making Me Hungry, and um, one of the folks on there is my good friend, Tom, and so he's part of this wing pop-up, so you should definitely check it out. Um, there's more info on Instagram. You can follow at Cluck and Roll RVA. I love that, um, but yeah, there is... Um, vegan wings too so I don't even eat meat but I'm gonna be there uh yeah I hope to see you all there winging it up cute <laughs> okay this question is very juicy how do I ask a longtime friend if they want to be more than friends Um, well, don't have anyone else do it for you, that's for sure. <laughs> Learn from my mistakes. Honestly, if you've got a solid friendship with this person, then I would suggest just talking to them like they're your friend, you know? Um, maybe start with how you feel, because I feel like if you just, uh, I don't know, at least if, if it were me, and someone was like, hey, have you ever thought about us like this? I'd be like, is this like a weird hypothetical thing? Or like, what? why are we talking about this? So I think in most situations, starting with how you feel is probably a good step. Um, and also, you know, you want to make sure that like, whatever happens, your friendship is intact. So... I would also maybe put some um, importance on that, however you want to, um, however you want to, you know, say that, like, I think you should, <laughs> you should probably listen to some of my last um, crush episode to figure some of this out, but yeah, it's, oh gosh, I had, Oof, I'm getting like, I'm having far too many memories um, because, yeah, I have had uh, some of these conversations with, with close friends in the past and sort of like, a, is this, is there something more here? Um, and, or like, you know, we obviously feel these things and like, is there something to do about this? Um but yeah, I think you just need to tell them how you feel and then ask them if they feel the same way. And, you know, yeah, 
I would probably consider reassuring them that however they feel, you know, you still want to like keep that friendship. Um, as long as that's true, you know, if like, if the chance, if, if they reject you and you know, like you won't be able to handle it or you need some time away or whatever from the friendship, um, then I think you should honor that. Um, but I also, I don't know, I've been saying this a lot recently and maybe it, um, you know, I don't know what advice or what, whatever fits every situation. I don't, maybe there isn't really, but I think in any, you know, whether this is like someone you've been friends with for a long time or someone you just met, if you're interested in them and they don't feel the same way, like if a rejection can like make your world fall apart in some way, then you're probably not in a place to be in a relationship or to try for more. Um, you know, it's one thing to just sort of like maybe need to like dial down a little bit on maybe you just need to like not hang out with them for a little bit. Like that's, that's a, that's different than what I'm saying. But yeah, if you think like this person not feeling the same way will completely wreck you, then I would first think about like, what is it that like, what do you like about them? Like, why do you feel so strongly about them? Um, and why is if whatever, whatever you have now, like, do you feel like that's not enough or something? Not saying that that applies to this person, because I know this person and I love you so much and I think you should go for it. <laughs> but for the rest of you out there who I don't know, um, yeah. So, yeah, just tell her how you feel. And if you, oh, you know, you know I'm a big fan of letters, so... If you feel like maybe it's not something you think you can like articulate in the moment or whatever, or you know, you'll get too nervous or whatever, just like write it down. And I mean, that could even just help you be able to articulate it better in the moment. Um, yeah, I love, I love writing it all down. So yeah, do that. <laughs> oh man, I hope, uh, I just really hope the best for that because I love to see it. Okay, last question. <laughs> I think this person is teasing me a little bit because of something else I posted in my stories. Um, but they said, they're asking, where are we on leaving voicemails? Um, so I had posted in, was it my stories or on Twitter or somewhere, um, something about leaving voice memos. I love getting voice memos. I love leaving voice memos. Um, I, I just, I think they're like way better than texting, though I, I'm a huge texter. I would much prefer to leave anyone and everyone a voice memo. So if you're 
uh, someone I text a lot and you're like, yeah, I want to get a voice memo. You should uh, leave me a voice memo saying that because I will start to do that for you from now on. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm pro voicemail, but here's the other side of that with the voicemail because obviously, yes, voicemail and voice memo, very different. Don't leave a voicemail asking someone like what they want to eat for dinner when dinner's in two hours because a lot of people don't check their voicemails regularly. So that's why I like the voice memo also is because it's like a text, but it's just a voice. And I love hearing the voice of the people I love. So yeah. Um, but if you're just like leaving a nice voicemail, like I think it's cute to just leave a voicemail for no reason, just saying like cute shit or funny stuff. But I always think funny is cute. So yeah. Oh, you know what else I'm a fan of? And I know, I think, see, I think I'm in the minority once again for a lot of these things. I really love a, uh, a random or maybe random is not the best word, an unexpected FaceTime call or just a phone call. Like I love it. I think nowadays we're so used to having this schedule phone calls and zooms that they're not like that. They're not as exciting to get, but yeah, the times that I do just get a phone call and I'm not expecting it. And it's from like a friend or something more, but these days just a friend. Um, I'm very into it. So yes, I am pro voicemail, pro voice memo, and definitely pro random FaceTiming, even if it's for like three minutes. I'm into it. Stay connected. Stay cute. Stay safe. Thanks so much for listening. Let me know what you thought and if you have any follow-up questions. Um, and if you take any of this advice, let me know how it works out for you. Remember to check out patreon.com slash almost underscore nothing for bonus content. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and consider leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you. Our theme music, Covey's Monologue, was written by Michael Bodine and performed by Charlie Warner. This episode is brought to you by the RVA Podcast Network. Find more info at rvapodcast.org.